Welcome to The Mary Morgan Show, where I take you behind the scenes to all things brand, advertising, marketing, and sales, and how I've done business a little bit different without a sales team, without a website, without a big social media following, without ads, and without all the things that you're quote unquote supposed to have. I built my business from $100 to my name in 2018 to 80K, 100K, $130,000 cash collected months over and over again. And we're revolutionizing the industry. So if you want to join us, follow along and I'll see you on the flip side. All right. And welcome back to my journey to a million dollars. If you've missed session one or two, definitely make sure to go and listen back on optimizing your profile, my content, how I built my audience, how I started building out my offer suite, like this whole process, the nuts and bolts. In this part of the session and the iteration of my business, It's really looking at the refinement of my growth. So as I was building my business, I consistently sold to the same offer, the inner circle over and over and over. And the way I did it was through live events. And I actually started this back in 2019. I did five day live events over and over and sold either one-on-one or my group, which was the circle. I did this for about two to three years, very religiously, because I wanted to practice and get my footing in sales, get my footing in my offer and my delivery and refining this whole process. So I actually loved that I did this. And I highly suggest if you're a newer business owner to pick an offer, pick a way of selling and like get really good at it. What I find a lot of people do is they move away from sales calls. They want to sell like DMs, like how their mentor is doing, but their mentor has credibility. They have authority in this space. They're good at sales. Whereas this person isn't good at sales, but just wants to move away from it. So I highly suggest never moving away from a process just because you're not good at it. Like, is it that I actually don't like this process, but I'm good at it? Or is it because I like it um, and I want to stay with it? Like, what's the vibe? So for me, the reason I transitioned from doing these five-day live events was really Because it was time consuming, it was heavy for me, and it just got to a point where I knew it was time to shift. I built my audience at this point. I had, you know, a couple thousand people on my email list, um, a couple thousand people in my group. Like it was a solid point where I'm like, okay, this is a good stage to really begin refining my process. And I truly believe refinement starts once you've already had consistency to some degree. So one of the biggest things that came up for me were the energetics around my clients and I. This was a huge thing. It's like, I know how to sell. I know how to work with people, like bare minimum, right? It's like when you go to the gym, the first month or two with your coach, for me, it was like actually learning how to squat. And it took me like a month or two to actually get my movements correctly. It doesn't mean we're like full on doing routines, like we're, we're doing arm day and leg day, and all the things. It's like, no, you need to learn how to do a proper squat. You need to lunge correctly. You need to lunge where it doesn't hurt your joints. Like you need to learn the movement. So for me, this process of launching and selling in this way got me really, really good at learning the movements, learning the mechanics, doing it over and over. And because you're not launching in the way that I did it, I wasn't launching every day. It did take longer because it was like every other month. So this is a process that I learned was now I know how to do it. I understand the movements. Now it's about, I actually want to refine this and I want to build 
something that's massive. I want to build something that stands the test of time. So for me, it was like, what do I need to refine? There's your brand, there's your marketing, advertising, your sales, and then your delivery. So what I realized was I'm having the wrong people coming into my space. I remember having calls with people who were in the circle and I would share something. I remember this woman distinctively on this call, like shaking her head and like, no, no, this doesn't work in my niche. And I'm like, a lot of times we think it doesn't work in our niche, but it does. So there was this whole piece around who is actually my buyer? Who do I actually want to work with? And what is calling in the wrong people in my space right now? Because if you're having unaligned people entering your world, there's something that we're saying that's bringing these people into this space. So for me, it was really looking at my energy. It was looking at my power. It was how I held my power. So I began to realize that my clients were in circumstantial power and so was I. I was in my power when things were good and then when they weren't, I wasn't. And similarly, my clients did the exact same thing. They were in their in their power when things were good and then not in their power when they weren't. So there are a couple key things that I began to realize. Number one, my giving and receiving channel needed to be separated. So I would give, give, give and show up and do lives and do trainings and do this and do that and then be like, why am I not getting this back? So there wasn't a clean giving energy, just like if you're in a relationship with someone and they're giving you something. Well, if you feel like you need to give them something back, you're likely not going to want to be in this relationship. Like there's something that just, there's something that just feels off. So this was a big piece for me around how can I separate my giving and receiving channel? And it was simple reframes. It was like, Instead of, because I would run a masterclass, I would have 400 people attend and then one sale and I'm like, oh my gosh, I did all this work and little results. What if I went into this and I'm like, my desire is I want to create the best training portal. I want to have the best masterclasses, the best content, the best stuff. So whether one person or 500 join, I'm still going to run this thing and it's going to be the best. So that was an example reframe of like, how can I do this in everything? programs. When I started to really build an offer suite, it began to be this thing of like, well, I'm going to run programs inside of the circle. So whether people buy them or not, people in the circle, like this is who they're for. So this was another piece is like, how can I really ease the giving the receiving channel so that I give to give and I receive because that's literally just who I am, but I don't give so that I receive. So do you do things like to give to prove your value? Do you do things in order to get something Or you do things just to do and you get because you just get. So this was number one. I began to separate my giving and receiving channel. The second piece that I looked at was the level of power that I held and my clients held. So if you're in, so there are three levels and one of my mentors taught this to me, Melanie Ann Layer, who said, you know, there's no power, which is your bottom tier. That's like, you just have no power. Then there's circumstantial power. When things are good, you're good. When you're not, when things are not good, like you are freaking out. So clients aren't getting results. Oh my gosh, what do I do? Clients aren't showing up on calls. Like that's circumstantial power. And then there's you being in your personal power, which is like no matter what. I call this absolute power. It's like when we think about numbers that are absolute, it's like that is it. That's what it is. It's absolute. There is no room for... um an openness to circumstantial power. It is just, I am in absolute power. So when I think about these three phases, of course, most people are in circumstantial. However, 
we can also waver between personal and then circumstantial. But really, it's like, if you're in lack, you're in lack. If you're in abundance, you're in abundance. You can't be in both at the same time. Even abundance can sometimes feel like lack. If you're at a buffet and you're like, there's so much food, I want to make sure I get my money's worth. Like that is still lack, but you're in abundance. Like it's odd, but it's lack. It's not abundance. So I began to notice little tendencies in my program, like people feeling overwhelmed with all the abundance, which was one. I started to notice people feeling behind with like, again, all the abundance. So you're feeling behind. So I began to add things in my programs that were like, move at your own pace. Take this as you need to, you know, there is no rush. Like some of these things you'll get lifetime access or as long as they exist, you'll get access. So like, don't worry about it. And there is this big piece around, can I pre-frame so that people really see their personal power? Can I talk about people going through a dip? Like my onboarding experience changed completely. And I talked about this actually in the audit program this week around how can we add these things into our programs so that when people join, We know they're going to go through a dip. We know they're going to have moments where they're like freaking out. We know these are things that are going to happen, but can we pre-frame them? So in onboarding, it's like, these are the things that will happen. (laughs) You're going to get overwhelmed. You're going to feel like this. This is how I see these things. This is how I navigate. So it's like you're mentoring through your onboarding. So the second we did that, I saw a massive shift in how my clients began to lead themselves in the program. I had clients who didn't need me as much. I had clients who really started to lead themselves. So this was a a huge shift that I began to notice. The other thing around personal and circumstantial power is how am I calling these people in? So besides just like the onboarding and and them in my world, are there things I'm saying where I'm like convincing, there's convincing energy. So I changed my marketing from really focusing on here's why you should take action. Here's why you should be brave. And I began to say things like, I am just going to be brave and you'll join me or you won't. And it, it was literally just as simple as that. Okay, the next thing I want you to think about is sisterhood versus motherhood wounds. So this is the pedestal energy that I see also in um, people who bring on new clients. So the sisterhood wounding around this is sometimes we have this like competition vibe with other women in the industry and we began and we begin to put them on a pedestal similar to how we may put our parents in the beginning of our lives on a pedestal where there's like there's no wrong that they can do. They are absolutely perfect. All the things. And what this does is when you have a client who puts you on a pedestal, they you will experience like you can't do anything wrong. You have all this money, so you should give me a refund. You are supposed to show up on time. You're taking a week off. Why? Like I need you. So there's that experience, which is not a good place to. It's not a good and healthy relationship that we, we de- that we desire with our clients. So for me, it was really, can I transition from being this leader that's on a pedestal, that's untouchable, that can do no wrong, which now if I like, I don't know, sneeze on a call, like <laughs> all hell is going to break loose. You know what I mean? It's not literally sneezes, but it's like any little hiccup that happens. It's like, no, how unprofessional is this? I expected more of you. So it's this like expectation energy. It's this savior, this is my last dollar, come save me, I need help. And it was like all the victim mentality, I was like, no, I am so done with this. This is not working for me. Like I just, no. (laughs) And I, I was like, okay, well, what does it look like? Who would be my ideal client in this place? And I'm like, 
it's almost this sisterhood energy, this together we rise. And if your sisterhood on a pedestal, you're better than me, then I'm going to look at your faults. I'm going to be resentful. I'm going to be angry. And I'm going to be like, ha, she made a mistake. See, versus if it's true sisterhood, it's like, oh my God, I love that. Yes, that resonates so much. Thank you so much. Okay, tell me more about this. Oh, I don't I don't know if I would do that. This is probably what I would do. And it's like, there's no need for us to be their savior. And if we are their savior, it's like, okay, now Mary, what do I do? I did step one, now what? Okay, step two, done, now what? Like, no, that's not it. It's like, it's this relationship. Step one, step two is not a relationship. That's a transaction. A relationship is like, okay, fill me in. How is your week going so far? Like what happened? All the things, fill me in. And it's this, you're bringing things to the table. You're not expecting me to tell you what to do and like hold your hand as you learn to walk. It's really, you know, this conversation that's super organic. So in in one-on-one with me, a lot of my clients bring me stuff. They're like, here's what's happening on Instagram right now. Here's what I'm noticing. And I'm really good at seeing the unseen. Like I will say, Okay, I'll pull up her profile. I'm looking at stuff and I'm like, okay, you're putting yourself in the friend zone. This is why it's not working. Like, let's work through this. It's a back and forth discussion. It's an integration. It's not me going, okay, this isn't working. That's not working. Here's what you need to do. One, two, three, four, five. Like, who am I to tell you what to do? So this is a fine line in coaching where you're being guided. You're learning skills. You're like teaching, but I can't tell you at the end of the day, go do this. And I see some clients who do this. And I had actually a conversation yesterday in the audit with one of the ladies who I asked this question, like, who would be an ideal client as we're refining this work in her business right now? And she said, I would love people who are more engaged in programs that show up, that comment, that do all the things. And I was like, why? Why do you desire that? And she said, well, you know, I desire this because if I have people who show up and she was like pausing a bit and I said, Do you desire this so that people do the work and they get results and then you look good as a mentor because results are your reputation? And if results are your reputation, it's easy to sell because now you can talk about the results. Like, and she was like, oh my God. Yeah, you're, you're catching on. You're catching on. And I get this because that was me. So for the longest time, I was like, I need my clients to see results so that I feel good as a coach because who am I? If my clients don't get results, then I'm a really crappy coach which isn't true at all. Because let's say someone comes into a program with me and then realizes something massive about themselves. And is like, oh my gosh, I need to change directions. And I go, hold on, Sarah, you need to do steps one through five though. And she's like, wait, but I need to go in this completely different direction. I just realized. Who am I to define success? Like to me, when I go in programs, some programs, I don't necessarily quote unquote, do all the work but it was exactly what I needed. Do I think it was a horrible program? No, I actually think it was the best program I've ever invested in in my entire life. But if you're judging that based on the results I see, well, that's an issue. So it's really looking at what's the energy and how do I lead these programs? I had a client tell me, you know, Mary, I saw someone on Instagram Live who said, if my clients don't get results by a year being in the program, I kick them out. And I was like, that is not it. Like one of my clients, she's been with me for three years and just closed her first client. And she was like, like, why would someone stay on? If you, we actually think about this, like, why would someone stay on for more than a year if she didn't get results? Because she did get results in her own way. 
because landing a client is the cheapest expression of generating a result. She needed to go through some of the things that happened in order for her to land her first high ticket sale. She's like, this down payment that this woman paid is more than I made all last year. Huge, huge, huge. So it's really like there was a stage in my life now where I'm like, okay, I need to, I'm generating sales. People are coming into the circle and I'm like, the vibe is not right in my space. So this is where I did all this work around like, who do I actually want in my space? Am I in my power? And I highly recommend if you're hearing this and you're like, this is resonating so much, doing the audit. It's a lower ticket program that I have available right now. And this really breaks down how to 10xxx your business. Proximity, power, positioning. Those are the core things that I look at. Like really refining how you're showing up, refining your power, refining your offers, refining your content. Like it's that 10 degrees to the right, 10 degrees to the left that shifts the game. So this is the thing that actually changed the game for me. This is when I started to go from 10, 20K months to having my first $80,000, $100,000 cash month. Like this is huge. It's the energetics of holding power. It's the refinement. Now I began to think bigger. It wasn't just about the offer suite. It was about community, culture, mission, vision, building a brand versus just sales and marketing. For the longest time, my business focused on sales and marketing. I focused on launching. I focused on how do I sell this next launch? And now it became, this is about building a freaking brand. Apple doesn't stand outside going, come on in, door is wide open, come on in. This is going to be a great day for us to do like this stuff together and find your dream stuff. It's like, no, we know what you do. Imagine there was a man that was standing outside Apple being like, hi, um, you know, we're Apple. This is exactly what we do here. We're excited. You're like, we know you've built a brand like, duh, that would be like cheapening the brand if they did do that. But that's the vibe, right? It's like when we build a brand, we don't need to sell. People just see that our door is open and they walk in. That's it. So I began to really focus on the community, the culture, the brand, the mission, the vision. And I'm actually going through a massive up level behind the scenes right now where there's a really big mission, movement, revolution that's being built behind the scenes that's changing the industry, that's changing the planet. So you'll see the unfolding of this. And in in our program that we just ran 30K in 30 days, I had someone make a post in the group saying, um, is there a continuation? Can we just keep the vibes going? Like, is there another program after this? Like, this is what happens when you bring on the right people in your world. This is what happens when you have the right energetics, the right power, the right refinement. Like the amount of times I've been in a program and I've had someone say, Mary, well, you're not doing this. This is why it's not working. What did we say on our last call? And I'm like, this is mothering energy. Like we do not want this in our programs because that's where we create the savior and the one that needs saving dynamic. It's like really in our spaces, what we need to create is together we rise equal, equal level of amazingness, equal level of power, equal level of phenomenal. And we're walking together. We're not like I'm help, like I'm carrying you and you're this big weight on my shoulder. It's like, No, we're going together. And and through that, you actually get to learn. You get to see through my onboarding process. You get to learn how I onboard. And then we talk about it. Like it's this beautiful conversation of like, okay, I love that you did this. Walk me through why did you do this? 
that's really how I see coaching and mentorship is like, I loved your onboarding experience or I noticed you didn't have this in onboarding. Is there any reason for this? Like, did anything come up in the past that made you shift this? I'd love to know. Like, those are actually the gold mines where you touch that and it explodes and shifts your business because I don't want to just show someone how to build an offer suite. I want to show you why I think about my offer suite like this. That is a game changer. I don't want to just show you how to post on social media, but why I post on social media the way I do. That is the process, like how I call clients in, how this post is like this, and then like that is the game changer. So what I want you to think about as you're listening to this is like the energetics, the power, the refinement, the community, the culture, like where have you played small? That was the biggest piece in this third puzzle was like, I am playing small right now. The other was offer awareness, brand awareness, self-awareness, like really having my people understand who they are, what my brand brings, all of this. And this can be a whole episode in and of itself, to be honest, because that was a massive game changer in having more buyers actually understanding the value of the work that I do. So I'll have this be a separate episode. But what I would want you to dive into if you're in this space is like, how can I start thinking bigger about my business? How can I start focusing on the revolution, the movement I'm creating? Landing a sale is the cheapest version of what you do. Losing 10 pounds in six weeks, if that's the work that you're in and you're in fitness, it's like, that's the cheapest thing. And it's, again, take this with a grain of salt. It's not to say don't promote with that ever, but it's really looking at like, is this about the transaction of losing that weight in this period of time? Or is this about something so much bigger? Like my work is about so much more than helping people land clients. It's shifting generational wealth. It's shifting trauma. It's shifting codes that have been ingrained for decades upon decades. And it's shifting that whole conversation. If I just say to myself, you know, what I do is I help people land clients. Like that makes me want to gag because I'm like, no, it is so much more than this. It's shifting things. I'm going to actually read a post that I made about this because I think that this will really help land. I wrote, my clients don't buy a marketing or money program. They buy a pathway into a bigger, louder, bolder, more fully expressed version of themselves. One that releases itself from social norms and expectations. They buy trust trusting the moves they make, trusting the power they hold, trusting the feelings they feel. They buy an experience to untether from stereotypes, culture, and upbringing, releasing motherhood wounds of wanting to be seen, protected, and validated, and seeing within themselves that they don't need this evidence, releasing sisterhood wounds of wanting to be better, freeing from competition and comparison, and exchanging it for together we rise versus who does she think she is, being a full embodiment in wearing your heart on your sleeve, releasing the protection, the just-in-case wall we put up, the what-if-it-doesn't-work thoughts we think, the looking for evidence but not seeing it fears that we feel just to protect, just in case. They trust and release being completely seen. They buy building their personal power to hold things through the lack of evidence, through the duality that follows, through the big decision making, through the overwhelm, navigating clients who don't pay on time, feeling like their world is crumbling, having to fire a team member by but pacing back and forth in their mind, wondering if they should and if so, how. Fighting the feelings they feel within themselves to be fully who they desire, battling their inner thoughts. But what will people think? Experiencing guilt and shame and fears on a daily Because we're the crazy ones who choose the entrepreneurial life and to take risks daily. The buying is the physical exchange of everything that is being birthed beneath the surface. 
You see, when I mentor my clients, it isn't how to, that's the easiest bit. It's who do I need to become in order to hold that, which is the how to. It's easy to go live on Instagram, but it it's easy to have a strategy that works. But the difference between those that have insane, that makes no sense kind of results and the ones who... Uh, don't are the ones who actually do the unsexy work, the work behind the scenes. And the work I do with my clients is deep. It's deep into their patterns, deep into the their continuing, deep into the decrypting and the shifting of beliefs and identity. What follows next is pure magic and miracles. Their it factor rises to the surface. They now see it. They show up with more power than they've ever held, more conviction, more clarity on what they need to do. They show up, they post not to sell and make more money, but to build their kingdom. They see wealth around those in the morning. They see wealth all around them in the morning cup of coffee, in the sun that glazes their skin. The numbers have no meaning or validation. They are their own evidence. They see it. People feel it. And lives are changed every single day in my world because of this work. I see women who move locations and buy their dream Texas ranch, families across the world who go from public to private schooling, wives that retire their partner, uh, people who see finally their power. And this is just the beginning. Welcome to my world. So this is the up level. This is the vibe that shifted. It was the like, we are moving away from I'm doing this to generate sales to every time I launch, I launch because it's showing you what's possible. I launch so that you see the awareness of my brand. I launch so that you see my offer so that you see these things but I don't launch so that you buy it. I launch to give you evidence of how you can do it differently. I launch so that you see what's possible for you. I do this work so that you know that this side is possible. I do this work so that you can see all the ways that are possible. This is it. This is it. You are a wealth embodied woman. You are a wealthy woman because you are wealth. You don't need a physical piece of paper with photos and doodles on it to tell you that you have more money or less money. You are just wealthy because you were born wealthy and nothing since has changed. You have regality in your bloodline. Thank you so much for listening to this. It's time to play bigger. The world has been waiting for you.